0: I like things that are simple, but not because I'm not a smart man, hopefully. (laughs) No, I, I like things that are simple because in my opinion, life is just complicated enough already as it is. That's why I love life hacks. Now, if you don't know what a life hack is, Wikipedia says that a life hack is any trick, shortcut, skill, or novelty method that increases productivity and efficiency in all walks of life. Didn't that sound awesome? We all need more of that in our life. Uh, I recently discovered uh, a new life hack that I am just loving. I have hardwood floors in my house, and I learned that when you have a scuff or a, a light scratch on your hardwood floors, if you get a walnut, a raw walnut, and rub it on there. The oil from the walnut will take that scuff or that scratch away. That is amazing. So my family's constantly seeing me with a bag of walnuts going around and you know, making a mess, cleaning things up. But hey, it's a great life hack. What if uh, what if there were a life hack for um, relationships? What if relationships had a life hack? I mean, a, a shortcut, um, something to make them easier, something to help you Cut to the chase and get to what it's really all about. Because see, I think there are life hacks. That's why we're doing this series. Four relationships. And God teaches us so much that we can apply to any relationship to make them better, to make them great. And that's what this series is about. Not not just one kind of relationship, but any relationship. So this series is for you if you are in a relationship with anybody. That means it applies to dating dating. Marriage, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, um, enemies, even strangers. A relationship with anybody has a life hack, and we're going to talk about several of those over the next few weeks. But today, I want us to start with love. We're going to start with love, and we're going to talk about love because when it comes to love, it is the foundation of any. And all relationships, ultimately. And we all want love. I mean, come on. We all want love. Whether you are the most romantic person, that's a given. Or you might even be the toughest, brute, cold-hearted. Even you want love. Everybody wants love. And the phrase, I love you, that phrase is kind of the foundational phrase that binds all relationships together. I mean, if you think about it, I love you is one of the first things that's communicated to a baby when they're born. You want to try to communicate to them just how much you love them. So we say, I love you, I love you, and they make all other kinds of weird baby noises. I love you is one of the first things we say to a human being when they're born or should be said to them. And it's interesting that it's one of the last things we'll say to a human being before they die if we're in a position where we can be with someone we love when they die and breathe their last breath so i love you and love is so foundational it's actually the context of all lives and that's of all of life and that's true for christians it's true for non-christians it's just true it's true for everyone and so what we're going to talk about in the next few moments applies to anyone and everyone regardless of where you are spiritually this will apply to you now, I think it's interesting that in our culture as human beings, we um, use a couple of different terms, and, and I've, I've picked out three. Three common terms or concepts, words that we use when we describe love, and when we talk about love. Now, this is very telling. If you'll pay attention to the words we use, and I'm, I've picked out three, and oddly enough, they all start with the letter F. So, the first one is when we talk about love, we often talk about finding love. Love, finding love. People say, I'm just trying to find love. We're on a quest for love. We're searching for love. We're looking for love in all the wrong places. Okay, I had to do that because that's a throwback to 1980. A country singer by the name of Johnny Lee. Maybe you've heard of the song, maybe not. Um, It was also made popular on SNL in the early 80s by Eddie Murphy. So, a little, little bit twist on that. But nevertheless, we're, we talk about finding love. All of us want to find love. Another word that we often use is we talk about falling in love. Falling in love. And that's what we all want. You know, That's what we're hoping for. That's what we're shooting for. That's kind of touches more on the romantic side of relationships, you know, we all want to fall in love and movies are made around this. And what's interesting is that paints a picture of love is that like love is something that happens to you, (laughs) almost like an accident. And I don't know about you, but most things that I've fallen into in life, when you fall into something that typically is negative, but I think that's a kind of a side issue. Anyway, falling in love is something that we talk about a lot that... It's just how we describe how we want to experience love. But as we will see, it's a lot more intentional than something you just haphazardly fall into or something that just happens to you. Another word, finding, falling, and here we go. You could have guessed it. Feeling. Feeling. We talk about feeling love and it probably is the word that is most associated with love. That we use in the English language, we talk about I feel so much love for you. Or on the negative side, often we will talk about how my feelings have changed. On a movie or reading a book or a novel, uh, someone will will talk about you know I used to feel love for you. Now I don't feel love for you. My feelings have changed, and that's interesting because love does bring about feelings with it. Sometimes the feelings of love can be very good. Other times, the feelings that come with love can be very harsh, negative. They can be bad, even hurtful. In fact, if you really stop and think about it, when someone is angry and they're feeling feelings of great anger, even to the point of lashing out and describing their anger with a phrase that seems to be the antithesis, the opposite of love, I hate you. You see, even that phrase is the backside of the wrong kind of feelings that are associated with love. And so we have to be careful when we're talking about love and pay attention when we're talking about love that... um, we, we don't misunderstand what love is really all about just by the words that we use. We talk about finding love. Is it something that's lost that needs to be found? Falling in love. Is it something that's just kind of going to happen to you hopefully, right? If the stars align or if it's the Lord's will or you know, if, if you play your cards right or if you meet the right person, you fall in love. And we certainly want to pay attention when we talk about love in terms of feelings. The truth is, there's there's no shortcuts to love. Right? There's no, there's no easy way to do love and experience love. But I do believe there's a hack. I do believe there is a life hack. And when we understand this life hack, and if we understand this life hack, it will simplify so much. So let me give it to you. And when I give it to you, you know, some of you are going to be like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I didn't know that. But most of you are going to be um, very unimpressed. All right, here we go. Life hack. Love is a choice. See what I mean? Right? Love is a choice. Now, immediately, some of you are going, that's it? That's it? Like, that's supposed to make things easier? That's supposed to simplify things to see that love is a choice? I mean, I'm not surprised. I know this already. I know this. I know, I know, I know. Love is a choice. Well, do you? I mean, do you really know that love is just simply something you decide to do? Love is something that you make a decision to do. You decide to love first. You decide to love often and you decide to love over and over and over and over again. Love is a choice. Now, immediately, some of you are probably thinking things like, well, I tried that. I tried that. I get it. I get it. Love is a choice. But, but, I, but I, I've been down that road and it didn't work out so well. I tried that. Okay, so what are you saying? You're like done? So you're not going to make the choice anymore? So you're gonna to choose to stop choosing to love? Is that what you're saying? No, no, that's not what we're saying. I mean, if we really think about it, when we say, Well, I tried that and it didn't work, it still doesn't change the fact that love is a choice. And so when you try to choose to love and it doesn't go as you expected or hoped, you try again. You find a new way, a different way to express love, to communicate love. But the the, the point is, love is still. A choice. Whether it's worked out so well for you in the past or not doesn't change the fact that love is a choice. Others of you might be thinking, well, what if I don't feel love, right? You're saying it's a choice, but I don't I don't feel love towards them. I don't feel love towards them, or I don't think they feel love towards me. Now, now we'll come back to the feeling things a little bit later on in our time together, but let me just go ahead and, and get this out, okay? Feelings are unreliable when it comes to being an indicator of what love is and what it is not. Not to saying that feelings are not real and feelings don't matter, but they're an unreliable indicator. So be careful. Again, see those words we use, feelings, when you hear yourself using that word a lot in describing love, you just want to pay attention because it doesn't change the fact that love is a choice. And others of you may be thinking, well, it's a two-way street, right? I mean, doesn't love take two people? Well, when love works best, it is reciprocated back and forth. When love works as it was designed to work best, yes, it involves two people, two individuals. And so love is going both ways. But here's the truth, and it's raw, but it's true. Sometimes love is one-sided. Sometimes in a relationship, it is being chosen on one side of the relationship and not chosen on the other side of the relationship as it should be by the other person. But it doesn't change the fact that love is a choice. Now, love is best experienced when it's given, and you best receive it when you share it. So it's meant to be reciprocated back and forth, but it doesn't change the fact that love is a choice. So just choose to love. If we could just get this, if we could just get this right here, that love is simply a choice. It would simplify so much. It would help us with so much and so much of what we deal with in relationships, especially on the negative side, would begin to improve if we would just choose to love. And choose to love and stop waiting for circumstances to change. And choose to love and stop waiting for feelings to change, right? Because a lot of times that's what we do. Well, when this changes, or when that goes away, or when this situation is different, or when they learn to, or when they stop, or when they begin. We describe situations that we want and circumstances we want to change, and we often describe our feelings as, well, hopefully one day my feelings will change and I can love them. Oh, no, no, no. You can love someone regardless of feelings. I didn't say it was easy. I didn't say it was easy. But you can do it because love is a choice. Now hang with me. Hang with me. We'll come back to some of those objections. We'll come back to the falling in love and feeling love and finding love. We'll come back to all of that. But I just want to establish this with you. What, what I want to do in the next few moments is I want to take you to the Scriptures. Because especially, all throughout the Scriptures, but especially in the New Testament, there is so much about the action-oriented side of love. And it is crystal clear. Love is a choice. That's the hack. If you can get that, and if I can get that, it would simplify so much. When it comes to this mysterious thing that books are written about, movies are made about, and people philosophize about this thing, this crazy little thing called love, it's a choice. Let me show you. We're going to look at some of the writings of Paul and um, a little bit more of the writings of John, the apostle. Um, But let's start with Paul. Paul writes to the Romans and he says this, Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Now, isn't that interesting? That you can pretend. You can pretend to just love someone. And so since you can do that, don't do that, right? Make a choice to really love someone. Do you see the decision there? Do you see the intentionality that's involved in that? Really love them. He didn't say anything about the situation. There's no ifs there. It's not really love them if it's this way or if. It's that way, and there's really nothing there about feelings, right? Really love them if you feel like it, if you feel love to them, if you have the butterflies or if you have the warm fuzzies or if they've done something great for you. No, 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 just stop pretending that you love people. And Christians, he wrote this to Christians. Christians, we do this. Well, I love everybody. I love everybody in Jesus. I love everybody in in God. Okay, I'm not even quite sure if any of us know what that means. It just sounds really spiritual, right? So, so let's not allow ourselves to pretend. Let's choose. Let's really love them and show it by our actions. Now, let me take you to the Apostle John because John in 1 John chapter 4 says some fascinating things. And I'm going to just kind of pick some excerpts out of what he says. But look, time and time again, you're going to see this is a choice. It, it, it's not about waiting for a circumstance or a certain condition or a certain feeling. No, these are Choices that we make. This is what John writes. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. So it's something we can decide to do. See that? Let us continue. It's something that we can make a decision about to make happen, because love is a choice. He goes on. God showed how much He loved us by sending His one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. So, dear friends, since God loved us... In other words, since God chose to show us how much He loved us that much, how much? Well, He says that. He sent His Son to give His life, so that we might have eternal life through Him. Since God did something, chose something, God was action-oriented in His love, since God loved us that much we surely ought to love each other. In other words, since God loved us that much and chose to love us that way, then surely in the same way we ought to love each other that much. Since God made a decision, we should make a decision. That's what he's saying. Since God chose to love us in a certain way, then we should choose to love each other in that same kind of way. That's what he's getting to. And if you really look at the kind of love that God displayed when He chose to send Jesus and Jesus chose to give His life and display His love for us and for the world, that's a love that sacrifices. That's a choice. That's something you do. It's, it's a love that gives of oneself. That's a choice. It's something that you do. And it's a love that's not always pretty. a matter of fact, sometimes it's quite challenging, quite difficult. And very messy. It's not always pretty, but it's always, always, always transformational and life changing. And then he wraps it up. And he, God, has given us this command. Now, I know a lot of us don't want to be told what to do. I don't like being told what to do. You don't like being told what to do. Okay, but God's God, and and God issues a command. In other words, God's going to tell us what to do. And we have Been given this command from God. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. Here's the command. Here's something that you must do. You must make a choice to love. You must love. This is so clear, isn't it? I mean, this is so crystal clear. There's a command, and it's something you must do. So it's like he's saying, so just do it. Already. Love. Just do it. It's a choice. It's a choice you make whether you're dating, whether you're married, with your parents, with your children, with your family, with people you like, with people you don't like, with people who love you back, with people who are not reciprocating and sending love back the same way, with people you work with, with people that live in your neighborhood, with people that are complete strangers. When you interact with them, You just simply choose to love. Now, let's circle back around. So what about this finding love? What about this falling in love? So what does this mean? This fact that love is a choice, how does that come back and affect how we describe love as something we find or something that we fall into? Well, let me put it to you like this. Since we know love is a choice, then it helps us know that you don't truly find or fall in love. You create it. Now, I know this is going to push some buttons. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean we don't fall in love? Okay, time out. Just settle down. Think about this. You don't truly find or fall in love. What you do is you create it. Now, I was going to say you don't truly find or fall in love. You make it. But I thought there might be some kids watching and I don't want to ruin lunch because that would be a difficult lunch conversation for you parents, so you're welcome. But I think I just did say it. Um, you don't truly find or fall in love, you create it. So, so this means if you're single, here's the deal. If you're single and one day you want to be married or one day you're hoping to fall in love or find love, then what you do is find someone, choose someone, who will create it with you. Look for someone and choose someone who will create love with you. Because it's not just something that's going to happen to you and you're going to walk around the corner one day and it's just going to be like, wow, there's love. No, it's something you have to make happen. You need to choose someone who will do the work with you to do the hard work of loving the way God has loved us. And I'm telling you, that may be simple, but it ain't easy. And I know some of you are thinking, yeah, but what about love at first sight? Well, What about love at first sight? When I looked at him, I just knew. I just knew. When I looked at her, I just knew. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. And that's we're just kind of describing feelings here and all of that. I mean, you can feel at first sight, but if you really are honest, you can't love at first sight because love is an action. Love is something that you do. Not just something that you see, right? You you love by doing, not by seeing. And and then I know I, I I'm I'm probably making some enemies here, and I don't I don't mean to do that. I mean, hey, you can you can definitely feel at first sight. You can be like, hey, there at first sight, and you can be like, hey, that's what I'm talking about at first sight. I mean, okay, <laughs> so you can feel things at first sight, and we often call that love, but in reality, you don't find it. You don't fall it. You create it. You create it. And that takes intentionality. And it's not something that happens just at a first glance. It comes after and as you make decisions. So if you're single, I'll say it again. Choose someone who will do the work with you. Choose someone who will create love with you. If you're married, start creating it together. Be intentional. I mean, and and listen, I know some of you are in difficult marriage situations right now, so start it. You start. You start. Don't wait for him to start. Don't wait for her to start. You start. You say, well, it can't be just me. Ideally, you're right. But while we're shooting for what's ideal, we have to start with what's real. And what's real is that somebody's got to start. So in your marriage, create love. Don't just wait for circumstances to change. Make a decision. Don't just wait for feelings to change because there's a lot of feelings there. Maybe hurtful feelings and feelings of disappointment and bitterness. Can't wait for your feelings to change. Feelings are unreliable. Make a decision. Even in your family, right? create an environment of love. A lot easier said than done. I get it. But love is a choice. Now, some of you are thinking, well, okay, 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 let's talk about this feelings thing, because you keep hinting at it, you keep talking about it, but what about my feelings? Are you saying my feelings don't matter? No, I'm not saying that. Are you saying that feelings are not important? No, I'm not saying that. Here's what I'm saying. Love, which is a choice, is built on decisions, not feelings. Real love. And I'm not talking about just the romantic warm fuzzies, you have me at hello, you made me want to be a better man, all that kind of stuff that box office hits and it's great. No, no, I'm talking about real love. Love is built on decisions, which by the way, when you have someone to decide to love you no matter what, that right there is very romantic. And it does bring about feelings. But love, as, as we're taught to love each other, is based on a decision, not on a feeling. Because feelings, as we all know, change. So when I hear people say, oh, well, I love them and we love each other, it just feels right. It just feels right. Man, sirens start going off in my head, you know, and I try not to be the killjoy, you know, but it just feels right. Let me ask you a question What happens then when it just feels wrong? Because eventually, it's going to feel wrong. Eventually, that person that you're looking at and saying, well, it just feels right now, they're going to get on your every little love and last nerve and jump up and down on it. And it ain't going to feel right. In fact, it's going to feel wrong. And what's interesting and very sad is that that's when often in our society, people make an assumption that when it feels wrong, then it is wrong because it feels wrong and then they leave the relationship, or they end the relationship, or they move on to someone else, or they get a divorce. You fill in the blank. You say, well, I think it just feels right. But what are you going to do when it just feels wrong? You see, feelings are good things. They are just not reliable as a basis for love. And here's something that you may not know, but I want you to get this. I'm going to say it a couple of times because... And I'm going to say it a couple of times because at first you're probably not going to believe me. At first you're going to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. But but try this, okay? Try it long enough to experience it. Here's the deal. More often than not, the feelings of love that you want and that you're looking for and that you're striving for and that you desperately dream about, the feelings of love that you want will follow the decision to love that you need to make. So more often than not, the feelings that you're wanting to experience, they will come, but they will come as a result of the decision to love as you should love, as we've been commanded to love. So it's not that feelings don't matter, and it's not that feelings are not a part of it, because I'm telling you, I feel the feelings of love, and you can feel The feelings of love. But the feelings are not the basis. The basis is a decision. That's what love is built on. And the feelings will follow. The feelings will come along. And sometimes the feelings will be good. And sometimes the feelings will be bad. They'll be hard. Do you know? No. Just consider this. Do you know why it hurts so badly when someone you love dies? Because of love. Because of love. That's an example of love feeling bad, feeling harsh, feeling difficult. So feelings can be very good. Hey, they just got married. Hey, they have just celebrated 10 years. You know, it can be wonderful. But at the same time, feelings can be very hard to deal with that come with love. So feelings are going to come and go and they're going to be all over. That's why you can't let them be the basis, the foundation. Feelings are based on decisions. I mean, love is built on decisions, rather, not feelings. Okay, and, and then I'm, I'm sure there's somebody out there going, well, what do I do then with the people who won't love me back? What do I do then when it's one-sided? What do I do then with even people I don't like, even my enemies? Great question. You can love people you don't even like yet. You can love people you don't even like yet. So How? How is that possible? Because love is a choice. It's not a feeling. If it was a feeling, you would have to wait until you begin to like them or have a reason to like them in order to have a reason to love them. And Because love is a choice, you can choose to love them even though you may not like them yet. Listen, Jesus went to great lengths to teach over and over and over again in many different ways that we should love our enemies. We should love those who even hurt us or love those that are um, unkind to us, that are enemies, those that have it out for us, we should communicate love to them. Not do bad to them, not hurt them in return, not be vengeful, but love them in return. How is that possible? Because love is a choice. And Jesus knew it. And He wanted us to understand it. That's why it's possible. To love someone you don't even like and serve someone that you don't even like, or give to someone that you don't agree with, or care for someone that you may not choose to spend time with on your own. Yet in a moment, you can make a decision to say, I'm going to communicate love to them, even though my feelings are way back here following along somewhere else. Maybe my feelings will change, maybe they won't, but I'm still going to communicate love to them, even though I'm having a difficult time liking them right now. And, and that word yet is very intentional. And here's why I say that you can love people that you don't even like yet. Because love, genuine love, has a way of turning enemies into friends. Even brothers and sisters. Yeah, That's the transformational power of love. That when you choose to love someone as we have been loved, it is so powerful and so life-changing that it could take an enemy and turn them to a friend or maybe even a brother or a sister. That's a life hack. Love is a choice. And it's a choice you can make when it's easy to love because sometimes it will be easy. And when it's not easy because sometimes, in fact, a lot of times, it's going to be difficult. It's a choice that you can make when it feels good because, hey, sometimes love feels great. And it's going to be something that you can choose even when love feels bad. It's something that you can do when people are loving you back. It's easy right? to love someone who loves you, right? And you can even choose to love them if and when they don't throw the ball back in your direction. You see, it's a life hack that makes any relationship stronger, any relationship better. So just choose. We should just choose. Choose today, choose tomorrow, choose every day. And here's the reality. We often have to choose and make the choice to love multiple times in the same day, right? Sometimes multiple times in an hour, we have to choose to love. Choose to love with how we Talk. Choose to love with how we respond. Choose to love with how we serve. Choose to love. Choose to love time and time and time again. Because that's how God, through Jesus, loves us. So, who do you need to choose to love? What relationship would get so much better and so much would get figured out and so much would get moving in the right direction if you would just simply make the choice? Not wait for circumstances to change. Not wait for feelings to change. Right, Not waiting to find love or fall into love or even feel love, but choose it. You choose it. You say, well, that wasn't very romantic. Okay, well, remember, those things come. Those things follow. Love is a choice. And the sooner that I get that and the sooner that you get that and the sooner we get that, better off all of our relationships are going to be. Let's pray for each other. Dear Father, thank You so much for making it really clear what love is. And then You showed us, You illustrated it in a way that was undeniable that love is a choice. You chose to love us and then You commanded us to love each other the same kinds of ways that You chose to love us. Love is a choice, so help us to make the choice. When it's easy and when it's not. When we feel it and when we don't. When we receive it back and when we don't. To choose to love. And may we see the transformation that happens in our relationships. And I know that there are marriages that need this. And there are teenagers that need to learn how to love like this while they're dating. And and then there are people who are single again, trying to right some wrongs and figure some things out. And there are parents that are trying to communicate love to -to difficult-to-love children. And there are children that are trying to figure out how to Communicate love to parents that they maybe don't agree with. And then there are brothers and sisters, siblings that don't see eye to eye. And there are neighbors and there are coworkers that can't stand the sight of each other. Yet we are still called to love each other. And then there's those we disagree with and those that don't vote like us or look like us or live like us. And then there's complete strangers. And in any and all of those situations, the choice is simple. It's a choice to love. It's not easy. So we need you to help us. Help me. Help us choose to love and experience the power of this life hack together. In Jesus' name, amen.